Welcome to Choice Classic Radio. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and help keep this show alive by donating at choiceclassicradio.com. For more of your favorite old-time radio shows, join us on our companion podcast, Choice Classic Radio Mystery, Suspense, Dramas, and Horrors, where we bring to you the most mysterious tales that the golden age of radio had to offer. And now, with 326 episodes made, broadcasting from 1939 to 1950, we bring to you The New Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes, starring Basil Rathbone and Nigel Bruce. The makers of bromoquinine cold tablets bring you another adventure of Sherlock Holmes with Basil Rathbone as Sherlock Holmes and Nigel Bruce as Dr. Watson. Colds are spreading. Ladies and gentlemen, be on your guard. Be careful. The so-called common cold may be the start of more serious illness. At the first sign of a cold, take famous bromoquinine tablets. Bromoquinine tablets act fast and decisively to relieve the misery of a cold. They help reduce the fever of a cold. They give you the results you want in the quick time you want. Yes, at the very first sign of a cold, let it be bromoquinine cold tablet. Now here we are again in Dr. Watson's cozy book-lined study. Outside, the winter winds howl in the bare branches. But inside, there's warmth and the cheerful light of an open fire and the promise of an excellent story to listen to. Well, Dr. Watson, what's the story to be tonight? Well, let me see, I... I promised you the one about the three Garadevs, didn't I? Yes, I believe you did. Garadev, that's a funny name, Dr. Watson. <laughs> There's a touch of comedy about that adventure. Although it cost one man his freedom and me rather severe bloodletting. Well, well, it must have been an exciting affair. Exciting enough, Mr. Manning. And surprising, too, in a way. As a matter of fact, it was during the course of that adventure that I found out that Holmes was... <laughs> It was really rather, rather attached to me. Yes, if I hadn't had that bullet wound, I doubt if I should ever have guessed the depth and, and loyalty and affection that lay behind the coal mask of him. Bless him. As I was saying, it was during the latter part of November in the year 1902, I think it was, Holmes had spent several days in bed. He had it from time to time, and he was so bored with life's commonplaces that he didn't consider it worthwhile to get up. That morning, however, the early mail that must have contained something interesting. The Holmes emerged from his bedroom in time for breakfast. A long, foolscap document in his hand, and a twinkle of amusement in his austere grey eyes. Hmm. How's it is for breakfast, eh? Watson, Watson, you're taking more than your share. I'm not. Six for you and six for me. What's the matter with that? Your waistline, Watson. That's what's the matter. Yes. Four for you and eight for me. That would be a fair division, I think. Rubbish. What's that piece of paper you've got in your hand, Holmes? A rather amazing document, Watson. Here's a chance for you to make some money. Really? How? By finding a Garideb. What is that? A Garideb. What is that? <clears throat> the name of some rare and... Curious animal? Well, I suppose you might call it that. Gary Dave is a family name, my dear Watson. Heaven knows it's rare and curious enough. 
You can lay your hands on one. There's quite a tidy sum of money in it. How are you blathering about? It seems to be a long story and rather whimsical, too. But we shall interview the fellow himself presently, so I won't open up the matter till we see him. In the meantime, you might try and find the name in the London directory, will you? Waste time. It won't be there. <laughs> name like that. Ah, you never know, Watson. You never know. Garrideb? Garrideb. G-A-R-R-I-D-E-B. Well, let's have a look. B E F G G, here. Gabby? Garrington? Garfinkel? Gamefellow? Yes, you passed it, Watson. You passed it. You didn't see it? Uh-uh. Oh, yes, you sure have. Gary, yes, yes, by Joe, here it is. Here it is, Gary Dead End, Old Rider Street, London, W. This must be the man you want. Uh, sorry to disappoint you, Watson. That's the man who sent me this communication. We want another Gary Dead to match him. Oh, there isn't another in the director. That's sir. Come in. Oh, Mrs. Hudson, good morning. You're looking blooming this morning, isn't you, Watson? Oh, <laughs> go on, Sir. You and your blonde. There's a gentleman downstairs asking to see you. I told him I didn't know if he was receiving so early in the day. Uh, what's he look like? Oh, he's short and powerful. Possibly, I should say, Mr. Holmes. And his face is round and fresh-looking. Kind of chubby and childlike. But his eyes are bright and keen enough. Excellent, Mrs. Hudson. They're almost as good an observer as I am myself. Cause for professional jealousy there, eh, Watson? Oh, there you go again, sir. Well, here's his card. Am I to send him up? Uh, by all means. Yes, sir. Right away. Who is he, Holmes? What's his name? Gary Deb. And Gary Deb? Uh, no. Uh, this one was christened John, it seems. Here's his card. Let's have a look. John Gary Deb, lawyer, Morville, Kansas, USA. Oh, American. Well, that's splendid. What a coincidence. So this is the fellow you're looking for? No, I'm afraid you must make yet another effort, Watson. But this gentleman is already in the plot, though. He is the individual mentioned in Mr. N. Gary Deb's letter, although I admit I hardly expected to see him this morning. Come in. Come in. Uh, which one of you is Sherlock Holmes? Uh, I am. Uh, this is my friend and colleague, Dr. Watson. Watson, Mr. John Gary Deppers, Kansas, USA. How do you do, sir? Uh, uh, Mr. Holmes, you had a letter from Mr. Nathan Gary didn't you? Uh, why, yes, yes. I was just mentioning it to Dr. Watson. But uh, won't you sit down, Mr. John Gary I fancy we have a good deal to discuss. Well, that all depends on how you look at it. Right now, I can't for the life of me see uh, Quite, yes. Your card says that you're an American, Mr. Gary But surely you have been in England for some time. Oh, where'd you get that idea? Well, your whole outfit is English. The shoulder cut of your coat, the toes of your boots. <laughs> well, I declare, you sure are observing, Mr. Mm-hmm. Holmes. Quite. Had no idea I looked so much like a Britisher. You see, the truth of the matter is this. Business brought me over here some time ago. So, well, by now my outfit's nearly all under. But we're not here to discuss the cut of my socks, I guess. My time's pretty well taken up, so let's get down to that letter Mr. Nathan Garrett had sent you. Uh, by all means. Uh, what I can't understand is why he didn't come with you. What I can't understand is why he had to drag you into this at all. Now, where in thunder do you come in? Here's a bit of business between two gentlemen, and he has to go call in a busy uh, detective, I mean. And when I saw him this morning, and he told me the fool trick he played, I was almost mad enough to call the whole deal off. Yeah, but you thought better of it later on, eh, Mr. Gatterdib? Well, yes, but I still feel kind of upset about it all the same. Oh, come now, Mr. Gatterdib. You mustn't be so sensitive. There's no reflection on you in Mr. Nathan Gatterdib's letter. He's simply eager to hasten the results that you're both anxious to bring about. And so, knowing that I have means of getting information, well, he naturally applied to me. Oh, well, <laughs> that kind of puts it different. I guess I didn't understand. I don't want the police button into a private matter. No, of course not. But if you're willing to just help us find the man, I guess there's no harm in that. Oh, absolutely. 
And now that you're here, might we have an account of the matter from your own lips? I regret to say Mr. Nathan Carradine's enthusiasm has made his letter a trifle vague. Neither Dr. Watson nor I know very much about the details. But does he have to know? Oh, yes, yes, he... We usually work together. Well, I guess it's all right, then. Well, if you'd come from Kansas, I wouldn't need to explain to you who Alexander Hamilton Garadeb was. Made his money in real estate. Afterwards, on the wheat pit in Chicago. He had no kith or kin, as far as I could ever find out. But he took a kind of pride in the queerness of his name. I was in law in Topeka at the time he looked me up. Yeah. Tickled to death to find someone of the same name. It was his pet fad, and he was dead set to find out if there were any more Garadeb in the world. Find me another, and I'll make it worth your while. Well, Mr. Holmes, I was a busy man. Besides, I thought he was joking. There was a powerful lot of meaning on those words and things turned out. Hmm. In what way? Well, next thing I heard, he died and left a will behind. The queerest will ever filed in the state of Kansas, I guess. Divided his property into three parts, and I was to have one of them on condition I found two other adult male garrotheads for the other shares. Five million dollars for each of us. Holmes, I what a terrific amount. Watson, please. Well, sir, it's so big a chance, I just let my law practice slide and started looking for Garadet. Let me tell you, there's not one to be found in the USA. Really? Yes, sir, and I've gone over it from top to bottom. Well, then I decided to try the old country. Sure enough, there was a name big as life in the London directory. Mr. Nathan Garadet, in fact. Yes. Well, I went to see him about two days ago and explained how things stood. As luck could have it, he's a lone man like myself with some women relations with no men. See, we still have a vacancy. And if you'll help me fill it, we'll be more than ready to pay your charges. Uh, Mr. Garadab, I should have thought the obvious way was to advertise in the agony columns of the daily papers. Oh, Lord bless you, I have. Got no reply. Hmm, that's rather curious and interesting. I will certainly have to take a go at it in my leisure time. Uh, by the way, it's quite a coincidence that you used to practice law in Topeka. I used to have a correspondent there. He's dead now, poor chap. Old Dr. Lysander Starr was mayor in 1890. Good old Dr. Starr, yes, indeed, it's... Name is still on it. Well, Mr. Holmes, I suppose all we can do now is sort of report to each other from time to time how things are getting on. I won't take up any more of your attention. Good morning, gentlemen. Delighted to have made your acquaintance. The pleasure is all ours, I assure you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, goodbye. Goodbye, sir. Well, Holmes? I'm wondering, Watson, just wondering. Wondering? About what? What on earth could be the object of that fellow telling us such a rigmarole of lies? I? What do you mean? Touch him where you were, Watson. He's false. In the first place, he says that he's only lately landed in London, and yet his English frock coat is bagged at the elbows and plated the cuffs with at least a year's wear. Oh, Joe. Secondly, there have been no advertisements in the agony column, my dear Watson. You know how carefully I stand them. They are my favorite covers for putting up a bird, and I would never have overlooked such a cock as that. And lastly, I never knew a doctor like Sanders Star of Topeka. Purely a figment of my imagination. No, I'm... That's the man's game. American, all right. I swear he's a complex and ingenious rascal as well. What's his name, do you suppose? What motive lies behind this preposterous search for Garadet? Yeah, Holmes, you, you suppose Mr. Nathan Garadet was a fraud as well? That, my dear Watson, is what we just found out. His letters, um, his letter begs us to visit him in his lodgings in Little Rider Street at five this afternoon. I think we should accept. Holmes, look here. What if it's a trap? Well, what if it is, my dear Watson? What if it is? In a moment, we will rejoin Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson as they pursue their search for Gallaudet. Ladies and gentlemen, be careful of the so-called common cold. It may quickly turn into something else. Act quickly, act prudently. At the first sign of a cold, 
Take bromoquinine cold tablets. Bromoquinine tablets quickly relieve a cold. They relieve the distress of a cold. They help reduce the fever of a cold. Bromoquinine tablets are effective for two very good reasons. First, they're made especially for the relief of cold. Specialized medication, in other words. Second, they work internally. They get out of cold distress from the inside, which is the way you want it. Be businesslike in your treatment of a cold mystery. Take a businesslike preparation. Bromoquinine tablets. You can get these famous tablets at any drugstore in America. A few cents a box. Be sure you ask for Bromo. B-R-O-M-O. Quinine. Q-U-I-N-I-N-E. Bromoquinine cold tablets. Yes, Watson, this should be the house. Large, old-fashioned. Georgian architecture, I should say, by the two deep bay windows on the ground floor. Yes. That should be Mr. Nathan Gallaudet's rooms. Yes, with his name on, on the small brass plate. Plate's been there for some years, Watson. Huh? What of it? It means Gallaudet is his real name at any rate. Ring the bell, will you? There's a good fellow. Yes. This isn't what you might term a collection of residential flats. but rather the abode of Bohemian bachelors, judging by the number of nameplates. Paul, loose jointed elderly chap. In the middle sixties, I should say. Yes, and yes, I did. You can't see him. How can you tell? Nice footsteps. Mr. Holmes? Yes. You are Mr. Nathan Garraday, I believe? Allow me, uh, my friend, Dr. Watson. Like it. Please step inside, gentlemen. This way. I apologize for opening the door myself. But the woman in charge goes home at four. In here, please. Well, well, this is a surprise. Dear Mr. Gallaudet, I had no idea that you were a collector. Well, yes, Mr. Holmes, I suppose I am in a small way. Quite a museum. Indeed, butterflies, moths, coins, mosses, fossil bones, and these excellent plaster skulls. Neanderthal, Heidelberg, Cro-Magnon. <laughs> yes, oh. I am a student of many subjects. And there is so much to learn, Mr. Holmes. Your lifetime's all too short. Look at this coin. My latest acquisition. Very fine. For the students of the best period. Yes, indeed. They deteriorated greatly towards the end. But at their best, I hold them supreme. Although some prefer the Alexandrian school. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear me. I'm forgetting my duties as a host. Please sit down, gentlemen. Uh, just a moment, Mr. Holmes. I'll remove the bones from this chair. There. Now, yes. And you, Dr. Watson, if you have the goodness to put that up in these bars on one side, I think that chair over there will hold you. <laughs> yes, Mr. Holmes. My doctor lectures me about always staying in my room and never going out. But why should I? My interests are centered here in this room of mine. I assure you, my cataloging alone takes up most of my time. Yes, yes, I can well imagine. Now and then I drive down to Sotheby's or Christie's when something comes into the market. Something that I can afford, that is. Yes, I understand. This, um, this curious legacy must be a welcome surprise, Mr. Gallaudet. That concludes today's episode. We'd like to thank you and remind you to donate at choiceclassicradio.com. Remember, your donations make episodes like this possible.